0: listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman Podcast, where we bring in local celebrities and discuss hot topics in the Lake Norman area, and get to know a little bit more about these people that we've come to love. All right, so, uh, I forget, I'm, we're not going to say the episode number because we forget every yeah, single I time. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So, welcome to the Welcome Home Lake Norman Podcast. Today, we have Tom Bramhall, who is... A celebrity in Charlotte real estate and (laughs) Lake Norman real estate and in CrossFit 77 in the morning classes Um, Tom does quite a bit and he came in I've met Tom through CrossFit we uh, I showed up one morning with a camera and he said wow that looks like a cool camera what do you do I said I'm a marketing director over at a law firm but you know I like CrossFit and I'll take some photos for these guys he said Well, look at there. I do a title company and real estate, and we should probably get together. So after that, Tom and I became the best of friends, and (laughs) we've texted each other on a cell phone, and we've just had a great time introducing Ben. Well, let me tell you,
1: first of all, I know him from uh, before you met him. No. This guy's a famous—he's actually a famous pilot. (laughs) I knew him from a good friend of mine who now flies for Delta— Oh yeah. The boy Dylan, our oh, friend yeah. Dylan. Tom's you know, I could just sit here and, and listen and, to you guys so, tell
0: how awesome I am. Yeah, no, it. no. <laughs> so
1: this is like he he's like one of the best pilots out there. He what were y'all flying in NASCAR back then and different, different?
2: Uh yeah, we um I started flying for NASCAR in like 2002 or so. Um but yeah, I started working with Dylan Cannon flying a Lear 31 uh for mm-hmm. one of the drivers and yeah, we had a we had a blast. It was awesome.
1: So who did you, who did you fly uh, for?
2: Which, well, uh, well, I was a contractor. I flew for, um, I flew for um, you know, uh, Kyle and Kurt and um, Kevin and a bunch of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you know them
1: when you can just throw out the first names, you know. Yeah.
2: You know, my boy, Kurt. Yeah, my, my good friend, you know. We, yeah. 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 No, it was fun. Uh, those days were a good time. You know, I my dad was a pilot for Delta Airlines. My grandfather was a director of operations for American Airlines. So, Flying was just kind of always the dream, and when I was in high school, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And then when I got out of high school, my dad was like, "What do you think about flying?" He goes, "I'll, I'll pay for your private, and after that, you know, you can, if you like it, you can keep digging." So um, I, I liked it, so I, I just kept on with it, and then um, I ended up uh, um, getting my flight instructor rating and got all my uh, flight instructor ratings, and then um, taught people how to fly for a couple of years, and then. Uh, I was kind of starting to get marketable for the airlines, deciding whether I wanted to go to the airlines or I wanted to go to corporate. And NASCAR was really a big thing here in the Charlotte market. And then I, started to, I had a couple friends that worked in the NASCAR world. And then um, I started uh, working for a company called Carolina Air Charter at the time. And uh, we started flying King Airs in the right seat. And then um, I might, uh, whenever I would have like a like short layover or whatever in, at Concord Airport, I would go over to the Harley-Davidson dealership and talk to um, – one of the guys over there that owned the shop and then he uh he liked me and he told me one day he's like hey man he goes you're in here all the time you're always looking at these harleys he's like why don't you come work for me i bought a jet i was like what kind of jet did you get <laughs> he's like i got a lear 31a i'm like that's pretty sick okay i was yeah, like all right man. let's talk so uh they, they lined up a uh, job interview with the, the the captain at the time he was a retired air force uh, l-1011 captain and uh He's a pretty cool guy, and um, I was all nervous for my my. I remember I was real nervous for my first interview, and I like was remembering all like the you know the far aim and remembering all this technical stuff about uh-huh. you know about airplanes and flying. And I went and I sat down at the interview with this guy, and he asked me. He's like, "Hey man," he goes, "Do you drink?" And I said, "I'm not knowing how to answer this question being a pilot, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's frowned uh, not upon." Not when I'm flying, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, he's like, "You drink?" I was like, "Yeah." I do, but not while flying. <laughs> he goes, "You like girls?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I think we could work together." <laughs> and that was my interview flying. That was that was that was my intro into uh, NASCAR racing as a pilot. There
1: you go. Yeah. I remember Dylan telling me one time they landed, and um, and one of the fans ran up for an autograph, and he said, "No, no, I'm just a pilot." And they said, "I know," and they had a picture of him. <laughs> And he goes, "Oh, that's creepy, man." You're getting uh, then, do you, you get...
0: look up to Tom like he's yeah. your your? Did, you ever get it, did anybody ever ask
1: you for your autograph? Because that was Dylan's no. claim to fame, man. <laughs> Somebody asking for
0: his autograph. You just look up. Well, the Dylan tom. was famous
2: yeah. In his own way. He was famous.
0: You know, if nobody knows Ben is a pilot and really enjoys flying, so he looks at Tom like it's his. You know, just he's starstruck. He's He's got to go. Oh yeah, man, he flies
1: is, a Lear. I'm, you know, I'm in a little old seaplane. We're lucky uh, you're. To I've got one engine, man. That <laughs> yeah, you have to wind it up to go.
2: Everybody asks me all the time, what kind of airplane would you have if you could have one? I was like, I'd have a float plane for sure. Take the have doors off. Have you off been it. up?
1: You've been up in our seaplane, had you?
2: I don't think I have. I've seen Hillen it. Dylan
1: didn't take you up for that? I don't
2: think. He's offered it a couple times, and I, yeah. for whatever reason, we never really connected on it. But, yeah, man, a float plane, that's the dream. We'll get you
1: up. Yeah. Fly over Lake Norman. It's a lot of fun.
2: He'll take do you, do you hop to other lakes?
1: We do occasionally. But, yeah. I mean, you know, Lake Norman is so big. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we Just we get up and we say, are we going south or north? Because that that's plenty of lake yeah. to fly on. Yeah. Uh, it's a, well, I mean, just
0: in case you guys are wondering, I'm a pilot, too. I flew a drone yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Official pilot.
1: Hey, there's nothing easy about that. Look, yeah. I got
0: 200 feet up. Did you know? It's about as high as your seaplane.
1: Yeah. I, we were working yesterday, and here comes this drone up to the window looking in at our office. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> That's right. His new drone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Ben's old drone. that. He, Got well it's your of, new one now, baby. <laughs> you fix I it remember when those it.
1: drones
2: first came out, like we were uh shooting an approach, it was a visual approach coming in, I don't know, it was Charlotte or Concord or something like that, and something whizzed by like my peripheral vision. I was like, What the what the heck was that? And the uh, other pilots like, I think that was one of those drones. It was like when they were just, you know, yeah. first like coming out. So then they started making rules about
1: yeah, now yeah. they got rules. You yeah. gotta, yeah, be you gotta be clients. trained on that. Okay. By the way, hey, I had if to you're go gonna use the, it for hire, had, you gotta be trained. I
0: had to do it on the uh, on the iPhone. It makes you do a quiz and yeah. answer those four questions. I already forgot them.
1: Well, yeah. so how does a how does a flyboy like you, a pilot, all of a sudden get into the big time into the real estate business in the Charlotte Lake Norman area? What what well, what made you decide to do that? That's a good question. Kind of got
2: by accident. Um, so as being a contractor, I mean, I flew for probably, I don't know, eight to 10 years as a contract pilot for NASCAR. And then I ended up, uh, working for, uh, uh, Harris Teeter and, um, and that group, uh, it was, uh, Teal Aviation at the time. And, um, they were, they were part of, um, Charlotte Pipe and Foundry or whatever. So anyway, when, um, Kroger merged with Ruddock Corporation, they split the flight department. So half of the pilots went over to, um, Charlotte Pipe, and the other half went over to uh, Harris Teeter, and I was a young guy. I'd been doing a contract work for him for a couple of years in a Citation XLS, and um, they're like, "Hey, man, like we love you. You've done a great job for us, but you know, we gotta, you know, we're gonna have to kind of let you go because these, you know, these flight departments are are split now, and um, not that they really had to let me go because I was a contractor, but for me and my brain, like I was 30, I think, at the time, and I'd been 31 or something. And I'd been flying for, uh, you know, I, I just as a career, I hadn't really achieved what I wanted to achieve. And I'd always been entrepreneurial. And um, I'd always had a side business. Um, in fact, I'd cleaned airplanes all the way through flying. Uh, mm. I had a company that I cleaned all the private airplanes and stuff. And I actually did better with that than I did flying. Mm, so no. I knew that I could run my own company. I knew I could, you know, get out there and sell myself and do all this thing. So in two thousand twelve i was like all right well i gotta make a decision if i gonna go into business or am i gonna maintain and just you know, be a pilot and i just decided i was going to do my own thing so i started calling around some friends that were successful or i thought were successful you know like hey man what are you doing is there anything that you can get me involved in and um uh, i had a friend of mine he says hey man, i'm publishing a magazine for these neighborhood communities in charlotte he goes uh why don't you come over and check it out and so i did and then uh He was, I was asking him, I was like, well, what, you know, like, what do you do? Like, how do you do this? Like, you know, how much money can you make? Like all those kinds of things. And um, anyway, he, it sounded pretty good. So I hit the floor, I hit the ground running and uh, I went to um, training with a company called N2 Publishing. They're in Wilmington, North Carolina. They do neighborhood magazines. I went to training there and, and then as soon as I got off the plane, after I did training, I literally went out and I just, I think I booked like 17 appointments that first day, which at the time they were like. Like, that wasn't, that was like a lot, but I just was doing what I always did, which was work. And uh, how and did you do that? Well, yeah, I worked. I worked. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I launched uh, uh, the Life in Providence Country Club. And then about mm. six months later, I did the Life in Quail Hollow. And then a, a year after that, I bought the Life in Ballantyne Country Club and revamped it. And then I sold all three of them in 2016. And I started Real Producers in the summer of. Uh, uh, I launched it in January of seventeen.
1: And uh, real producers tell us about that uh, for for all those people who haven't heard about that magazine. yeah,
2: yeah uh, R- real producers uh, is a trade and social magazine for the top five hundred real estate producers for the camera.
0: Po- <laughs> we actually do record our podcast for anybody that wants to watch but most people don't they listen it's, it's on audio so right. you can hold it up to the mic and they can hear, right. it, it hear can how hear it
2: looks you can hear that you can hear the paper
0: <laughs> see it's actually a magazine huh.
2: no but charlotte real produces as a uh it's a trade and social magazine for the top 500 real estate producers so um my friend remington actually started it up uh, in,
0: your friends what uh-huh. You're Remington? Remington. I've never heard of a, a a man? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess he's a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't want to mess with Remington. Yeah. He should have been in the military. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Remington he's a, he's a solid dude. Uh he um he uh he, he was actually selling cutco knives uh to real of estate course agents. He was. And then uh my friend um Jim was doing magazines uh, in Indy like I was here in Charlotte and Remington's like, man, he goes, you know, I, I sell a lot of knives, but if I could, if I could reach more top producing agents, you know, I'd sell a lot more knives and Jim's like, well, you should do a real estate magazine. And like, as if it was easy or like Remington knew how to do that. And um, so anyway, the the two of them kind of put their heads together and um, uh, Jim uh, introduced them to the folks at N2 and um, they kind of worked out kind of a test program or whatnot. And then um, Remington did proof of concept for about a year. And then um, I was kind of in this stage of N2 where they were testing some new products and that kind of thing. And uh, this really interests me. Um, it was only in Indy and like two other markets. And I was like, man, I'll, I'll do it in Charlotte. And, um, even at that point, it really wasn't as figured out as it is now. Um, but yeah, I I started in August of 16. I would sit down with, um, you know, uh, sit down with realtors and just say, Hey, you know, who, who does really good work in your business? You know, who are your lenders, your closing attorneys, your home inspectors, your landscapers, those kinds of people. And then I would jot them down on a piece of paper and then I would call them up and I'd say, hey, John Smith, the realtor, said that you're an awesome closing attorney. Like, I'd like to meet you and kind of walk you through our concept. And at the time, I didn't really have anything to show. I had like a, one of my family magazines, you know, it had like a family on the cover. <laughs> and I was like, well, you see how this family's on the cover? Just imagine it's a realtor. you know i'm painting this picture for people you know it's because like selling an air sandwich and that was uh, august of 16 and then anyway i did a bunch of appointments through the last six months and then i launched it in january of 17 and um i really didn't know what the i didn't i wasn't involved in real estate i didn't know anything about real estate i i had some realtors that i knew as um you know that i'd worked with that advertised with me in the past but um yeah so when it came out like people were we're like really excited about it. And then, um, and then that April I launched, um, um, uh, my first event. So I did my launch event and, uh, I just remember like setting up this event. I was at bubble in Uptown Charlotte and I was at five o'clock on a Thursday and I was, you know, at VI like VIP parking and everything. And I, I didn't know who would even show up or if anybody would show up. And, um, anyway, like my assistant, she was, work in the front and she's like it was like 5:30, and there was over 100 people in the room already and I was like holy cow I was like this is awesome and uh, I hate public speaking and uh, I, I had to like you know mm-hmm. acknowledge everybody that was there that night that like my last covers and all that kind of thing and uh, I remember just staring out and there was like 100 over 160 people in the room but it was such a cool feeling because I'd worked my ass off Mm-hmm. Basically, to uh, to get there and like to see all these people like that had responded because I don't you don't get to see like when the magazine goes out like I don't have people like calling me all the time you know like hey get, I read your mag you know yeah. I, you don't really get the a feedback lot of that. Is not, right yeah. but like on the social media stuff that we do and like the events and stuff that's when you really see like the real power of like what what you're doing mm-hmm. and um, that's where I kind of really got a gauge of like people are paying attention this is pretty cool so uh, yeah it was a it was a good a good. Good experience.
1: Good yeah, still going well. I mean, that's yeah. a great story.
0: Tom's still trying to get me to buy into his magazine, but I'm <laughs> such a digital person. Look, dude,
1: all you got to do is be a top producer. I'm sure that's very easy. Well, and, I, my whole thing is exactly <laughs> what he
0: said, is it I can't track how many people open it. And I guess the best way to track it is how many people show up to the events, because if they show up to the events, that means it's all working. And it must be a pretty dang good magazine for me to even consider it, since I'm such a digital person, so... You're doing a decent job,
1: Tom. You, you. <laughs> yeah, you got us in there, huh? <laughs> that. that's, right. that's great. That's right. So that's yeah. you're a local boy, done good, man. You grew up right here in the mooresville area, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. My uh, my dad and my mom and my brothers we uh, moved down here in 1997 from Minnesota. My dad was an airline pilot for uh, Northwest. And we used to visit my aunt down here uh, in Matthews. So we'd come down over spring break, and it was like 70 and sunny here, and it was like 20 and snow <laughs> up where we were at. So I was like, I don't know, like 13 or 14. And I'd come down here, and it was like, you know, 70. That's how and- we get
1: all those people from that area, oh, yeah. baby. We get them down and- here, and it's, it's nice and warm. Oh,
2: yeah, 70 and sunny. And, like, my aunt's neighborhood had a pool, like, and all the, you know, had all these... Mm-hmm. nice looking girls hanging out at the pool and stuff mm-hmm. i was like man i get used to this dad i was like we need to move down here <laughs> and uh he uh he he moved us so anyway like about you gotta watch years those later. southern women now oh i know
1: they're I tough know.
2: they are tough i know getting ready to marry one
1: <laughs> <laughs> good for you that's great <laughs>
2: yeah um but yeah he this a uh, family said you know let's move down here we'll be closer to family the weather's better um we like the lake so we started looking around lake norman and then my parents uh actually uh um the harbor which was down um brawley school road um they ended up settling in there Mm -hmm. and and my brothers and i uh kind of just rocked out there we grew up on the lake at a ski boat and did all this time instantaneous friends when you live on the lake Mm -hmm. and uh so that was a that was a a lot of fun
1: yeah it's a great place to grow up in it yeah
2: Got to see the point. When the point, I just got my driver's license, and when the point started getting developed, mm-hmm. like they were cutting all the cart paths like through the uh, trees, and uh, I had a Jeep Wrangler at the time, so I would we would go like, mudding on the cart pass and like, I,
1: I, dude, I think they're still looking for you. <laughs> yeah. <If
2: I'm> not <laughs> <mistaken>. Chasing deer. <laughs> ben, ben has a couple of complaints. He's still trying to solve. Uh, yeah, from man, you. We, yeah, Yeah, we've
1: been looking for you. Yeah, you the one. Yeah. Well, how long have you been here? Oh man, I've been here since the 70s. My family moved here from Louisiana. But that's yeah, not I even see. half of his life. So, yeah, right hey, now. <laughs> Let's not talk about my age every one of these things. Do we have to? Well,
0: we're still, we'll talk about food here shortly. and you Yeah, know.
1: we're going to get on food because yeah, we always yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the restaurants change here <laughs> since you've grown up? It's amazing, isn't it? It
2: is. Now that we actually have restaurants. Mm-hmm. When exactly. I moved here, there was, I don't even. Uh, we have waffle
0: house then we'll tell you lotus i know he's gonna say lotus, lotus. Yeah, up. waffle
1: house yeah and they're just they're lots of them.
0: i mean the Tut- only restaurants i've seen is what's around here right now and i'm like man restaurants around here great they don't change it's the same stuff yeah uh,
1: charlotte that whole area and it's amazing huh? oh
2: charlotte's just like yeah it's completely yeah. changed I, mean, I i see him building all those uh, apartments down there on south boulevard Mm-hmm. these huge apartments that are like butt up right next to south boulevard and the traffic already is insane down there and nobody's even living in these apartments yet because they're not even built i was just wondering where are all the people going to go yeah, and
1: they seem to fill them up minnesota maybe they're coming from minnesota everybody's coming from
2: minnesota
0: yeah they're tired of the snow it's cold in minnesota
1: i tell them look leave that snowblower at home but bring that shovel, man we need that shovel occasionally once or twice a year, the snow shovel comes in handy. That's right. I don't
0: miss it. I don't miss it at all. I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Maine, but it's
1: same. Just as bad. Well,
2: Minnesota has two seasons. We have winter and the 4th of July. Those are the only two seasons mm-hmm. that Minnesota has. <laughs> Either that or mosquito season.
1: Mm. So we always like to ask people, what uh, you've seen it change uh, since you've been here. What do you foresee in this area? Uh, you kind of got your hand on the pulse a little bit about in the real estate business and what's going on. What do you see the Mooresville looking like in five or ten years? Oh, that's a good question. The Tom
0: uh, Crystal Ball.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully, seventy-seven has sixteen lanes wide in five. <laughs> yeah, in five years. That's my five-year plan for Highway seventy-seven. Or
1: I'm actually feeling pretty positive about this interstate. I really think Look, it's going to really? make a huge you, difference. Oh, I do. You
0: like doing businesses? You could start an air tram from Lake Norman to Charlotte. And you just fly people in. If you could do that every day and fill up ten seats, not there's your idea. next business. Not
1: you I'm, telling I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you this extra lane is going to make a huge difference. Look, we lived out on Brawley. He doesn't with two need lanes. lanes.
0: He's got the air. It's open. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, he's handed a in his ticket. He's not <laughs> following slices. He, he's in the advertising business. Yeah, that's right. But. Because we lived out on Brawley during that time before it was widened, you know. And that that extra two lanes, it was amazing. It was Uh, life-changing. The next day when that thing opened up, we got all our time back. And I really think we're going to see that. Well,
2: it's going to be three lanes on either side, right? Like one fast lane and then
1: the the two, same old, same old, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us can figure it out just yet. Yeah. Everybody's kind of guessing what it's going to be. The only thing I
0: know is that the rate changes based on how much traffic is sitting. Mm -hmm. So they'll jack the price up if people are just chilling, and I'm willing to pay $20 to not sit. My thought is is
2: it only can get better. It can't get any worse unless they just poured a concrete wall right down the (laughs) middle of it. That's
1: right. It can only get better. Yeah. So. But I've that's said going to solve a lot of our problems, mm-hmm. and then Morris was doing some really drastic changes in the future to help traffic flow, and so well, that's I going s- to help us. I saw continue. one.
2: The, I saw the uh, computer model for uh, Highway 150. Mm-hmm. They're doing some sort of like European style no, road. Really. I saw mm-hmm. the. You um, drive on the left. Yeah, some weird like. Oh, do you you really drive on
0: the left that's not i good. don't know how it works
2: no, that's only I, I saw a the model certain of part of
1: europe okay that's not all of europe
2: yeah i wish i had, I was more intelligent on how it would actually worked but I, I saw the model and it was very different than anything i've seen around here so
1: yeah um, a lot of those things are gonna make a difference here that's a really the only complaint most people have is the traffic problem here mm-hmm. and i think that's going to get better restaurants are going to continue to get better yeah well i hope and, uh,
2: uh i hope so because i think it would you know if, if if we have a better flow, you know, going into the city, I mean, we have a lot of people that commute from here that live, you know, Lake Norman and they commute to Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, people were, you know, relocation, people were coming in into town and they're trying to consider, you know, a place to live around, you know, around the city, like Lake Norman. I mean, we have this awesome lake that's like 30 miles north of a major city that has, mm-hmm. you know, an international airport, like sports teams, like it's a new city, it's a safe city, it's The second largest in banking like we have a lot to offer and and lake norman being just north of the city i think we have a ton to offer and i think if we can just improve the flow of that road i think it'll bring real estate prices up i I would think
1: um we've had a lot of people on here that believe that Mm -hmm. yeah we do Yeah. yeah
0: so who if we were to check out a weekend who is who is tom bramhall who is this guy
1: well, he's getting ready to get married. He's, so he's yeah. his life's over who, man. Was, over. who was
0: Tom Bramhall? <laughs> <laughs> what did
1: you do before you <laughs> met your current <laughs>
2: fiance? Yeah, yeah. No, I just like I like the outdoors, hunting, and fishing, and diving, and um, all those kinds of things. But you know what? I've actually my life, and, and I'm not just saying this, but I've I've done more traveling, and more diving, and more adventure stuff since I've been with my fiance. Since um, you know than I did before that so it's actually been you a smart man. A
1: bigger blessing my wife angela loves to fly she yeah. loves to scuba dive we do all that i remember so, i remember um sounds like you're doing well yeah
2: yeah no it's it's it's, it's she's, she's she's a lot of fun i remember the first present i ever got her I, was, I had been dating her i started dating her in november so it was like december i was like oh man it was like you know you got to get a gift right and we've only been dating like, okay. you know, like whoa, four whoa, or five whoa. weeks. So I'm like, oh, is this like too soon? Like what do, like what do I get her? And my family, we go snowmobiling in northern Wisconsin, Eagle River Ooh, every sounds... every every February. Oh man. So I knew Christina was cool and I was like, all right, I gotta get her to you know, I want her to go with me, so I bought her a, a, a helmet. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, I, That's
1: better than the vacuum cleaner yeah, or something like that. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought so. So I bought her, like, this Snowcross, like, moto, like, snowmobile helmet because, you know, she needed one, obviously, for the trip. And she got it out of the box, and she goes, this is awesome. And, like, she took it home, and, like, she's a she's a mortgage lender, and she actually had it, like, in her office, like, on her desk. Mm-hmm. And then I think one day, like, one of her coworkers actually came in, and she was, like, wearing it as, like, a joke, and she's, like, typing away in the computer or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Never can be too safe at yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah, so then when we went snowmobiling, I, I took her up, you know, my family, and she was all, you know, geared out with all the, the gear on, and, you know, it's cold and snowy, southern girl, you know, in, like, 10-degree weather, and uh, she, fought, she was right on my tail the whole way in that snowmobile. And uh, I thought man, I'd be, like, waiting for her, and, like, I'd be like, oh, it's okay, you know, like, doing the whole, like, it's mm. okay. Knowing in my mind, I'm like, God, why can't you go faster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but she was. She was right on
1: my tail the whole way. It was awesome. That's fantastic, man. Yeah.
0: I wish I had an adventurous wife.
1: No? Oh, uh, oh hey. Oh, oh, hey, Tiff. Hey. When did you come in here?
0: We, we have... Uh, I was actually going to tell that story. So... <laughs> moderately similar story we went to Mexico and we're like hey I want to I personally I want to go adventuring and we went with two other couples and everyone was in and you know Tiff is um, she's going fine she's loving it she's like yeah this is great and all of a sudden I'm in the very back now all of a sudden I look up and Tiff is going the opposite way on the on the trail and she's off of her thing I'm like what are you doing she's like I just flipped off this ATV. I'm like, how? I don't know. And so we're in Mexico, and she's got this gash, like her toenails falling off in the uh, middle of nowhere. I'm like, we can't go to a hospital. They're gonna take your kidney. Like, I, I didn't know anything about it. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, eBay. Here we go. The first time we ride four wheelers, we we'll apologize she's, to all those folks there. <laughs> Mexico. I was just like, uh oh, this isn't good. Like. Yeah, I I was expecting her to just be puttering along, and here she is flipping an ATV in Mexico and falling off. So that's that's a,
2: that's, a, that's a good story. Yeah.
1: All right, for all those flyers out there, how many hours you got flying?
2: Uh, I got just under three thousand.
1: Okay. So somewhere in
2: that area. That's that's a, that's that's a lot of experience.
1: And uh, of all these top producers that you uh, that you have in your magazine, do you have a lot of those from our area up here near the lake?
2: Yeah, quite a few actually. Um, you know, there's a. I don't know the percentage or how many, but um, you know, it's a. I don't know, probably twenty percent, thirty percent, something like that, from the lake. Yeah, yeah quite we, a bit. we got some good
1: realtors up here. So no when good. they
0: ask who's the best lawyer, what do I don't
1: even know. he, know. <laughs> he knows too many lawyers so we're yeah. not gonna yeah. we're not gonna like the answer to we're not gonna like that answer <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: well i mean i wasn't saying bad <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know it's really cool like what i love about like what we do is um it's i love a good story um so which by the way i appreciate you guys having me on on today because i like you know collaborating and you mm-hmm. know hearing stories but uh the magazine yeah the distribution goes to the top 500 real estate agents but really if you read the stories and you see what we post in social media and all that it's really more about the person it's the individual it's who you are kind of off the field as a you know a husband a wife a, mm-hmm. you know a father mother whatever it is um and then it's and then it's also like oh by the way i do real estate and this is kind of you know how right. i got started and where mm-hmm. i'm at and what i love about it and Mm -hmm. what I don't like about it, you know? So it's all all, the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. Um, And, um, yeah, it's just cool to, like, tell people's uh, stories. So if you really dive into the content of the magazine, it's really just about the people in the industry. And there really hasn't been anything in our city that has really ever, um, uh, you know, all the accolades are usually given, like, within the individual agencies. Right. And nothing has really, you know, wrapped their arms around the city and tell charlotte real producers um and then we're just saying hey we're we're all in real estate we're all you know um you know we're all you know out there you know grinding away trying to make a living and um you know uh, you know i might you know if i'm you know, Susie Q, a realtor, and, and you're John Smith, realtor, we might be across the, you know, the table, you know, doing a deal at, at some point, you know, I think we should, we should know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a lot of great vendor partners out there, you know, and all, like 95% of my, my advertising partners that work with me came as direct referrals from, you know, top producers. Mm-hmm. So, You know, a lot of them are doing business already with top producers, so it's nice that we can, you know, when someone comes to our event or they see something on social media, it's like, oh, I know so-and-so, and and it's just reinforced, right? But then that person probably knows somebody else that operates at a high level because birds of a feather flock together, right? And then there's some introductions and things that are made. So I've seen, like, this really cool, like, synergy um, happen, you know, these realtor-to-realtor relationships, Then I've seen these really cool, like, vendor-to-realtor relationships blossom, um, so it's just kind of neat to. be Is there a part anything of
1: that. that you've seen in common with all these top producers? If I'm a if I'm a young realtor out there trying to get started, is there anything that you've noticed? I mean, I notice that it's a lot about education. They they know their business and they they continue to learn, yeah. and they and they work hard. There's no yeah. question about it that. They work hard. Anything like that that comes to mind?
2: You know, I I think. From what I've seen, I just think it's the the individual that's willing to get up every day and put their shoes on and go to work and grind it out and do whatever it takes to get through the day and, you know, make us do their best to make a seamless transaction. You know, whether that's, you know, when it's working with their buyers and sellers, making sure that they're happy in whatever capacity Mm -hmm. they can make them and then, you know, developing good vendor partnerships to make sure that that transaction, you know, goes as smooth as possible. I just think pure grit, like grind, work Mm -hmm. ethic, uh has been um because i know realtors that um you know re, you know re, super smart like they're super analytical um, but maybe they're a little bit more introverted than they are extroverted. And then I've seen the exact opposite where it's like, how, how did you pass, you know, a real estate test, you know, um, but they, it's, it's th- the same with lawyers. But no, like, yeah. I barely passed the real estate. <laughs> yeah. I'm a broker. I
1: barely passed. That. <laughs> right. It so, was hard. Yeah,
2: but they have like a fantastic personality and they're great at bringing people together and they're, you know, they, they just, mm-hmm. they work hard and stuff. So I've seen like, uh, you know, I've even, uh, you know, realtors have shared with me how many times it's taken them to to pass a real estate test, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, for, for me as a, in, and like school was not my thing. So I can speak very candidly and openly like it'd probably take me several times to pass the damn <laughs> test. you know. So, um, you know, so it, it's, 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 um, I think just grit and work ethic and grind and getting up and doing, um, you know, doing what it takes to get the job done. I yeah. think is, you really know, we had uh, Bill Gallagher things. on, on, uh,
1: recently and he said, um, uh, that the biggest complaint is lack of communication wow. and so you know i bet you you would see in these top producers that they are very good communicators and and, and work very hard to communicate with all their clients mm. yeah
2: yeah yeah you have to i think yeah you have to be a total communication you know i'm setting up photo shoots and
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, video uh, you know production and you know getting on their calendar and figuring out where we're going to go do the shoot and you know we've got a videographer that needs to be there a photographer that needs to be there I make it a point. I've I've shown up to ninety eight percent of my my photo shoots. I like to be there on location, building that relationship, and hanging out, and just seeing it all come together. Uh, it's really important to me, um, and I've just you know I've watched it. Um, you know, it's just yeah, communication has been our biggest, not our It's it's been one of the hurdles because you yeah. got really busy people mm-hmm. trying to yeah. I think every business, especially
1: in our business, everybody. Suffers from you know that, and you got to really work hard yep. to make sure people are informed. You know what I think would look good on the front cover of that magazine is a ball-headed lawyer. <laughs> look, Don't y'all think that would
0: look good? You're the one with a checkbook. I, I just give you the numbers and say this is what. Well, I think unfortunately, is work.
1: even if we had the money, we couldn't buy our way on that magazine, baby. You got to be <laughs> a real some, producer, a you top got to producer. Be selling some houses. Got to be a realtor. Like, look, attorneys aren't are allowed on the cover look <laughs> <laughs> morsel's proud of you man you've done well and uh this magazine is really exciting and thank uh, you. we appreciate you yeah yeah coming in yeah thank no
2: guys, thanks for having me on if uh
0: appreciate anybody it. needs to contact you or they don't need to but if they would like to contact you how, how how do you want them to do that
2: best way to stay in touch with us is just uh you go to charlotte real producers spelled out on facebook or charlotte real producers on instagram all spelled out um or you can contact me tom at charlotterealproducers.com. So can you give us a
1: tip? Who's the next front cover?
2: Uh, It's a secret, man. Okay, we'll have to wait to see that. stay on the lookout, people. Stay on the lookout. revealing all my secrets. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) Tom, we
0: appreciate it. We will see you guys next time on the Welcome Home Lake Norman Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and comment below and let us know what you thought of it. Also, make sure to share this with your friends, family, or anyone else that you think could benefit from listening to our podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time.